23. Brother Roger asked me if I had the big one ready. I told him I'd probably, well, I think I, I don't know what I told you, but uh, I was thinking this morning it's going to be short, but I'm not sure how sweet. <laughs> I'm going to try to be short and sweet, but definitely the short part. Joshua chapter 23, I do hope to help you this morning. I know it's Sunday morning and um, sometimes there's a tendency for us not to get in the altars and let the Lord help us after this, but I, Lord willing, we'll have a good altar call. We'll have a good altar service. I think there's people who need help. I need help, don't you? We all can use help from the Lord and so I hope to have a good altar service this morning. Joshua chapter 23 and verse 8. But cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done unto this day. The background here is Joshua is getting ready to die. So he calls the children of Israel together and he gives them this charge and he says, Cleave unto the Lord your God. Cleave unto the Lord your God. That means to hold fast. To cling tightly to to hold on to. Well, talk to us this morning about hold on. Hold on. Then Joshua says, as you have done unto this day. Joshua is telling the people of Israel to hold on to their God and hold on to His promises just as you've been doing. God has never failed you. He has always kept His promises. So just hold on to those promises. And then he goes on in verse 14. And behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth. And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one thing hath failed thereof. You see, they had fought a lot of battles. They had fought a lot of hard battles. But God had never failed them yet he had spoken some good things to to them he had promised them things and although they had fought many many enemies throughout the book of joshua god kept his word he never failed them not a single promise did he fail them on so i want to talk to you this morning about hold on hold on god is not failing in his promises acts chapter 11 verse 23 who when he came and had seen the grace of God. This is talking about Barnabas going up to Antioch. When he had came, he had seen the grace of God. He was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. They would cling a hold. They would grab a hold. They would hold on to their Lord. So I want to encourage us this morning to hold on to God's promises. Just hold on. It is not over yet. The devil has not won yet. God has never failed, not once. His words that He spoke concerning you, the promise that He gave you is still true and He will not fail you, so just hold on. Cling tightly to God. Just hold on to the one that's holding you. You see, the Bible says that He holds us in His right hand. So you just hold on. Morning is coming. This too shall pass Sister Sandy, the sun is going to shine again. 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. He is faithful that promised. This is no time to waver. This is no time to waver in our doctrine, in our standards, in our commitment. He is faithful, and He has promised, so just hold on. I know that for some of you, the clouds have been so dark, and it seems like the sun is not going to shine again. But I want you to know this morning, God has not forgotten you. He has heard every prayer. He has seen every tear, so just hold on. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 6. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are. Did you get that? But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. So he's saying here, we are his house. We belong to God. Jesus Christ owns us. We are His possession. He paid the ultimate price. You are His. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? You are His. So just hold on. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are part of His family. We are His house. So just hold on. We have been brought into His fold. Just hold on. We are His. Hold fast. Cling to Him. Hold on to Him. No matter what happens next, hold on. On, no matter what the circumstances might be tomorrow. You see, just because tomorrow comes and catastrophe may happen tomorrow, His promise has not changed. Your current circumstances do not change His promises. His promises are the same. Hebrews 3 and 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. You realize the end is so close. You have made it so far. And the end is so near, so just hold on. God has begun a good work in you, the Bible says, and He is able to perform it. All we have to do is to hold on. Hold fast to what you know is right. Hold fast to that confidence, steadfast in that confidence that we have in our God, and God will not fail us. Now, Satan is going to come against you. Satan is coming against you. Satan and his demons will attack you. They will poke you. They will whack you. Satan is coming against you. He's going to try to demean you. He's going to try to demoralize you, demote you, deter you, diminish you, demolish you, despotize you, domineer you. And he is going to try to destroy you. But he cannot. You see, he cannot because we hold on to the one that holds us. And so he has no power. All we have to do is cling to God. Satan cannot touch you without God's permission. Do you understand what I'm telling you this morning? Satan cannot touch you without God's permission. You might feel like the the men of Jabesh Gilead. Nahash the Ammonite came up against these men. And he gives them an ultimatum. He says, you either let me put out your right eye so that you have a reproach the rest of your life and you will serve me forever or else I'm going to totally wipe you all out. I'm going to destroy you completely. In 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse 4, Then came the messengers 
to Gibeah of Saul and told the tidings in the ear of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. They were in distress. Satan had all given them an ultimatum. And they thought that, that they had to, to answer that ultimatum. But hold on a minute, Satan. Devil, just wait a minute. It's not over yet. God has not spoken yet. You see, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard about this ultimatum. And I like what verse 9 says. And they said unto the messengers that came, Thus shall you say unto the men of Jabesh Gilead, Tomorrow, by that time that the sun is hot, ye shall have help. By the time the sun is hot tomorrow, you're going to have help. And so the messengers came and showed it to the men of Jabesh Gilead, and they were glad. I'm telling you, hold on. Help is on the way. Do not give up. Help is on the way. The Spirit of God came upon Saul, and he organized an army out of nowhere, and he sent a message back. And he said, just hold on. I know you're going to have to last another night. This ultimatum is over your head for another day and another night. But hold on. Help is on the way. And I am here to tell you this morning, just hold on. Don't you dare give up. You have made it this far. Don't you dare give up. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Satan cannot do anything against you without direct authority from God. So hold on. Help is on the way. You may have to last another night of oppression and fear. And it may be a long time. But the promise is, help is on the way. You see, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. He's promised that He'll take care of you. You don't have to fear what the enemy may do to you or try to do to you. We don't have to surrender to Satan. Just ultimatum. He gives the ultimatum. But God's the one in control. He may think it's an ultimatum, but he hasn't dealt with God on this situation yet. You understand? He thought it was an ultimatum. You either do this or this, and God steps in and says, I'm going to do this. See, Satan may try to give you an ultimatum. Tell you, you're, you're not going to win. It's too late. Give up. It's too hard. Can't do this anymore. It's easier just to give up. But you understand, God says, hold on. Help is on the way. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never put more on you than you can bear. So hold on. Help is on the way. Some of you have probably prayed and prayed and prayed, and you feel like God hasn't answered your prayer. You've cried and cried, and God, God's not answering you see, Daniel prayed for three solid weeks in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. From the very first tear, he saw it. From the very first cry out, in agony, he heard it. But the king, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, withstood me twenty and one days. But lo, Michael, one of the prince, chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. The devil is going to come against you. 
but God has heard your prayer from the very beginning, from the very first moan, from the very first tear trickling down your face, from that very moment when your heart broke, God has seen and He has heard it all. Now Satan is going to to try to buffalo you. Satan is going to try to browbeat you and bully you. He's going to try to beat you down. He's going to try to beset you and break you. He's going to try to bewilder you and bludgeon you. He's going to try to blast you. But hold on. It is not over yet. Help is on the way. Just hold on. One of the soldiers in what was known as the Lost Battalion became known as the, the Lost Battalion. And the reason why is one of the... Soldiers tells the story. They got a group of men got separated from the army, and the the Germans had surrounded them all the way around. And he said that they had run out of food and water. He said every once in a while the Germans would get closer, and one of them would say, "Just surrender. You're not going to make it. Just surrender." And so he, the man said that there was only one shell left. So they decided that that night they were going to use that one shell to send up a signal. So he said that night they put the shell into the cannon, they pointed it straight up, they prayed a little prayer, and they sent that off hoping that their comrades, the Americans, would see it. And so he said that the next morning they woke up, said they heard a plane coming over, and some bottles of water and some bread were dropped down, and in one of those baskets of bread was a note that said, hold on. We're coming. Hold on. We're coming. He said we had to last four more days, but every day there was a plane that flew over us that dropped water and bread down and said with a note, Hold on. Help is on the way. I'm a-coming. Just hold on. I don't know how long your battle is going to be, but hold on. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Hold on. I don't know if it will come today. I don't know if it will be tomorrow. But God has said he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you and he never has. So just hold on. One of these days the storm will cease. One of these days the rain will stop. Just hold on. The pain will cease one day. The heartache that you feel will diminish one day. Just hold on. God has never failed. Not on a single promise that he has ever given. And he's not going to fail you now. You remember when the Apostle Paul was in the middle of a terrible, tempestuous storm. The storm was so bad it had its name, Eurachlodon. When a storm's got a name, what does that mean? It's bad. It's a major storm. When it's named, you know it's a bad storm. And Paul describes that terrifying scene in Acts chapter 27 as being exceedingly tossed with the tempest. And the sun nor the stars had appeared for many days. And the Bible says that all hope that they should be saved was taken away. Have you ever felt like that? Felt like the sun is never going to shine again. The night that you are in is going to last forever. But hold on. It's not over yet. You see, an angel comes to Paul with a promise. And the promise is that, that no one is going to lose their life. The ship's going to be broken apart, but nobody is going to die. And I like what Paul said, right in the middle of his storm, the Eurachlodon, right in the middle of his days and nights of darkness, when there was no help, 
or no chance of human safety. He tells the men of the ship, For I believe God. Right in the middle of his Eurachodon, he says, I believe God. Just hold on. God has the same promises for you. He said, I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. You may have to go 14 more days and nights in this battle. In this storm, you may, on the 14th night, the Bible says, at midnight, fear fell upon them. And the Bible says they just wished for the day. Wished for the day. The, the next day, the sun still wasn't going to shine. You see, it had been 14 days. 14 days and the sun had not broke through the clouds. 14 nights the stars had not broken through the clouds. So even though the next day all they had hoped for was another day without sun, they still wished for the day. Just give me a day. Just give me some daylight. That's what the Bible says. You see, Paul, though, he was right in the middle of God's will. You understand that? He was in Eurachlodon, the shipwreck of his life. But he was right in the middle of God's will. He was on his way to Rome to do a good work. He wrote four of the epistles from Rome. He was right in the middle of God. It was his Eurachlodon. Days and days of rain and wind. Days and days of hunger and thirst. Days and days of darkness. But he had a promise. A promise that God would take care of him. And in the middle of that... He said, but I believe God. He believed so much in that promise that even in the middle of that night, they cut the safety boats loose and let them drift. He said, I'm going to cling so much to that promise, even the safety net that I have for myself, cut it loose, let it drift. See, God kept his promise. God had never failed him, and he wasn't about to now. Verse 20, the last verse of chapter 20 says, They escaped all safe to land. I'm telling you this morning that God says, Hold on. His promises have not changed. One day there was this little boy and his dad. They decided to go fishing. They'd been wanting to go fishing out in the ocean for, for a long time, so it was an anticipated trip. So they went out into the ocean fishing, and the fishing was just awesome. They were out there fishing, having such a good time together that they didn't realize the storm was coming. Before they knew it, the storm was on them. And the wind, the wind started blowing, and the rain started beating down, and the waves started getting high, and they were just in a little boat. And Daddy tried to get home, but on the way back, trying to get home, the boat capsized in the waves. And as they were floating together, Dad and Son together, they saw a buoy way out in the distance and Dad said, I, if we can get to that, we'll be okay. So they swam as hard as they could and they got to it. But when they got there, it was just a little marker buoy. Just a little teeny buoy marking the way. And he said, I, I know me and you both cannot survive this storm on this little buoy. He said, I'm a strong swimmer, son. You, you stay here and don't you let go. Don't you let go. He said, I'll be back. For two hours, the man swam. And, and sure enough, he was a strong swimmer. He made it back to shore, exhausted. He got on the beach. 
And the Coast Guard rescued him. And the, and the captain looked at him and he said, well, I've rescued you. He said, what, what, what else would he need to take you to the hospital? He said, no. Don't you dare take me to the hospital. Let's get in a helicopter. My son's out there. And he said, there's no way a little boy holding on to a buoy has, rest, has survived this storm. He said, there's no hope. The dad said, let's please, I beg you, let's just go look. So finally the captain got the crew together. They got in a helicopter and they went out there and they got to some buoys and they started looking. And buoy after buoy, there was no little boy. Finally the, the captain said, we've got to turn around. The storm's getting worse. We cannot go any further. And the dad pleaded, one more buoy. Let's just look one more. So they came up to that one more buoy. Sure enough, they didn't see anything. Didn't see a thing. And a big old wave crashed over top of that buoy and spun it around. And there was a little hand standing, holding on to that buoy. And that little boy was rescued. And the captain said, how in the world did you, did you hold on to this buoy for over four hours? How in the world did you do that? He said, Dad said, hold on, and I'll be back. Dad said, hold on. All I got to do is hold on. I'm telling you this morning, God says, hold on. I don't know what your storm is. I don't know what you've been going through, but I'm telling you, hold on. It's not over yet. Hold on. James 5 and 8 says, be also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Establish your hearts. Take courage. Don't let your faith waver. Not at this moment. We are way too close to the end. Hold on. Don't get weary. We have come way too far to give up. This is the adult Sunday school class. Most of us have been saved 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Don't give up now. Don't relax your standards now. Don't change your doctrine now. You've been through storms before. You'll come out of this one too. God's promises have not changed. So just hold on. I know some of you, your life seems like it's a mess. You have been shipwrecked. Seems like you are alone. Seems like that your prayers aren't being answered. The night will never end. But I'm telling you, hold on. With everything that you have in you, hold on. God has promised that promise to you, so cling to it. Hold on to it. This will not last always. This too shall pass. Hold on. The story goes of these four guys that were buddies, and they decided to go mountain climbing one weekend. So they got halfway up the mountain, and one of the guys slipped, and he fell, and he went over a cliff, 60 feet, and he landed on a ledge. The guys couldn't really see him because he was back under there, and they couldn't really see him. So in their panic, they said, we'll lower a rope to you. And he said, okay, that's fine. He said, they said, are you okay? And he said, well, I think I've broken both arms. In their panic, they just said, well, we'll let a rope down to you. Grab a hold, and we'll pull you up. About three-quarters of the way up, it hit them. They were pulling with all their might. The weight was on there. They were pulling with all their might. And it hit them. How in the world is this guy holding on? He's got two broken arms. They said, hey, Joe, how you doing it? He said, with my teeth. With my teeth. I'm telling you to hold on. 
going to make it through, but we have to hold on. You may not have the strength you had once. You may be broken more than you ever thought was possible. But hold on. Even if it's through the grain of your teeth, hold on. You'll come to the music. It is no time to give up. It is no time to back down. It is no time to turn tail and run. We have made it this far. God's promises have not changed. The promise that He gave you is still the same even in the night. So hold on. You may be broken, but hold on. You may not have the strength that you had 10 years ago, but hold on. You may not have the strength you had three years ago, but hold on. Don't give up. Don't succumb to the waves. Don't sink under your trial. Don't faint under the fear. Just hold on. I believe God is saying to you this morning, hold on. Let's stand. I knew I wouldn't be long this morning. It seems like the last couple times I've taught, I just can't get over the fact that some of you are going through a storm. You're going through the, the battle maybe of your life. And I don't know your situation. Some of you I may know a little. Some of you I don't know much. And you come to church and you put the smile on and we see that. But in your heart, you're crushed. You're broken. Your tears are flowing down at night and nobody else sees them. But let me tell you one that sees them. God sees them. And He has heard that prayer from the very beginning. From the very first breath out of your mouth, He's heard it. Now rescue may not come today. It may not come tomorrow. But I'm telling you, help us on the way. Just hold on. He said, I promise you I'll not put on more than you can bear. You can take it. He wouldn't have put you through this. If you couldn't take it, you can take it. So just hold on. Help is on the way. Let's come to these altars this morning. Bring your burdens. Bring your situations. We've got plenty of time. Hold on a little longer. Help is go a little farther. Think about those Nothing promises that God has given you. And just hold on. Some of you may say, well, but I failed him. I have fallen. I've done stuff that I shouldn't have done. So how's God going to help me now? It's my fault. But you see, there's a promise. There's a promise that God said. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So even if you've fallen, there's still a promise. Even if you've slacked up, there's still a promise.
thank God for the wonderful preaching this morning. Our God is able to what? Do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And He never fails us. Aren't you glad you're saved by the grace of God? Amen. God bless you. Will you stand? We'll be dismissed. And please don't forget to come back tonight. Can't forget it, though, can you? All right. God bless you. Turn around and shake a hand. Be friendly.